The following podcast is mostly a work of fiction. Names of people, businesses, characters, places, and incidents appearing or mentioned in this work are either byproducts of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously for entertainment purposes only. Any resemblance to actual events, names, locales, or real persons, living or dead, or fictitious, is entirely coincidental. The llamas, however, are real. I will try and interrupt you if you make it difficult to edit. Because I find that amusing. Now, you see how I timed that? Just she was taking a drink. You know, I do have controls, and I can put you on mute. Can we find our way out of this uh, maze of rabbit trails? Embrace the rabbit trail. So, I'm sorry my that my interview has put your butt to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy another exciting episode with your hosts, Aaron, Josh, and Liberty. Welcome back to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. We're back with Deanna Fugit, and we're going to talk about her writing styles and whatnot. Welcome back. Hey, hi. So, Deanna, are you a plotter or a pantser? I am a pantser all the way. Yay! Is it pantser or panster? Yes. Is it both? However you want to enunciate it. Remember, we pants things. Okay. <laughs> I think ah. it's pantser, but, you know, like pants. I always thought it was panster. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, <laughs> don't, don't go to me for pronunciation. <laughs> okay. I'm yes, one I'm of those pantser. people that the Facebook made the meme about, you know, the you know, uh, always pronouncing things wrong because you only learn the word by reading it, never by, by hearing reading it. it. Yes, that's a good yes. thing, though. Yep. All right. Anyway, so what does your writing process look like then? Oh, that's that's actually a funny question because I'm a mommy with four kids. So basically, anytime I get a free chance, I I write. Um, there is no process. The process is if the kids are quiet, I'm at the You're computer. And if, they, if they'll actually leave me alone, I'm going to be writing. Um, I write when they're in school. I write when they're asleep. Um, I even write when they're awake. <laughs> but it's harder. It's harder when now, they're now around. Your kids are like mine. When they're quiet is not the time to write. <laughs> When they're uh, quiet, like you gotta go figure out right, what are they up to now. Yes. I don't know if they if they write on the wall. I'm just happy that I got some writing time in. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that bad. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And or <laughs> that I I wouldn't do that, but my kids are very young, so. <laughs> Yes, okay. Well, now I have a very wide range. Mine is 14 to 5. So my 14 and 11-year-olds typically help me out with the little two. So that's okay. really nice. Yeah. That is nice. They're very, yeah, they're very helpful boys. Uh, so that's that's it. I just write when I can. Awesome. So uh, with 
writing in fits and spats and whenever you can, uh, how long does it take you to knock out a draft? Um, well, like I said in the first section or whatever you call these, um, it took me two months to write my first draft of Ending Fear. Um, but the additional drafts, well, I'm still working on them, so I don't know. <laughs> and I don't exactly write drafts. I just write over the same document and keep editing on that document. So that's not actually considered a draft. It's, drafting. it's a drafting process. It's drafting. Okay. Yeah. I go You're still it, basically I making another draft. It's Yeah. Yeah. Still editing. So, like I said, two months for that first one. And then I've written the first draft of my second book, but I wrote that from the time I finished my first book up until now. So that took me, you know, mm -hmm. all, two, three years to do that, um, which is a totally different process than my first book. I don't know. I guess I'll figure it out by the time I have my 10th book. Learned a lot or got confused yes. by what you have learned? No, I think I've learned a lot. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a process. You know, it is. Probably be continuing to learn my entire writing career. Well, I've always said the day you stop learning is the day you start to die. So, mm. <laughs> whether yeah. physically or mentally, one of the two. Yeah, probably mentally more, but yeah. Agreed. All right, that leads us right into our next question. What writing software do you use? Okay, that's a techie question, and I'm really bad at that stuff. But I think I write on Word. You wanna, that, I was going to say, do you, want, do you want us to make it multiple choice? Yes. Do you write right. with A, Crayon, B, oh. Typewriter, C, <laughs> Word Processor, like Microsoft Word. Word, yes, Word is what or I use. Or D, the sophisticated, correct tool to use, Scrivener. <laughs> oh, no, no. Haven't, haven't delved into Scrivener yet. I've heard good and bad, and I'm, I'm not ready to take the plunge yet. I still use Word. But been thinking about it. I don't know. Hey, it's a free trial. It is. Is there a free, is there a free one going on? There is. Yes. And I believe there's something with uh, Nano um, yeah, where it's an extended like trial. Yep. And okay. if you win, you know, you, you get half off, I believe. Yeah. Well, they've lowered Scrivener to like 20 bucks most of the time now anyway, so it's not even the cost that's an issue. Yeah. I guess I'm just scared of it because I don't want it to mess up my story. <laughs> well, that's the thing. For the free trial, don't completely import. Just copy into it and play with it and see if you like it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Some people it really works for, some people it doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the other things, though, is the nice thing about Scrivener is you don't have to necessarily use it one way. I mean, there are hundreds of different people with hundreds of different writing processes that they all use Scrivener. Mm -hmm. Some of yep. them only use a quarter of the features, and, and hey, it's still better than Word. And mm -hmm. I've had other people, yeah, I tried it, and you know, didn't like it that much. So, but hey, yeah, for a free trial. Why, yeah. why not? This podcast brought to you by Scrivener. Uh, if, we only. if only. If <laughs> only. Uh. 
Yeah, maybe I'll have to give that a try. Well, Liberty's not here. Josh, it's your question. Come on, Josh. You're not on the ball. Have you asked the question yet? No. I'm going to get a hate mail from Liberty after she has. <laughs> <laughs> our, our email inbox will get uh, hate mail from one of the co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you use to organize and keep track of whatever research uh, you have? I actually want to laugh hysterically at this question. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm not organized. Don't tell my publisher, please. Um, <laughs> no, I used to be an organized person, um, but not since I've had kids. So basically, I, <laughs> I write... You became a parent and that went out the window. Yes, pretty much, yep. It's just about survival now. Yeah. But um, I, I write things on scraps of paper and hope I don't lose the paper. <laughs> no. Is that really? It's horrible. That is I wonderful. Have, I have tons of scraps of paper of my story stuff all over the house, and I need to get like a folder or something. <laughs> See, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. other. We're going to plug Scrivener. Why not do it all the way, huh? That's the other nice thing Scrivener will do. It has even a little side pane that you can write all those in. Yeah. yeah. And I, I you can get to them that. just by one click and not lose them. Yep. I, I probably need something like that. It's handy. Yeah. Like Next it. question is, where do you go to edit? Do you do any self-editing? Do you leave that all to the publisher? Hire an independent editor? Some of column A, some of column B? I do all of the above, I guess. I, I, um, yeah, I self-edit, like, before. And then, well, obviously, um, this is actually Ending Fear is my first book. So... I didn't know how um, I thought it was done. So I handed it in to an editor and it was not even close, of course. So I, you know, had to keep continuing editing myself after that um, and learning and growing. It's just been a long, long process of editing again and again and again. And then I have a whole group of crit partners, critique partners. Um, I started with the ACFW group and then from there develop some really awesome friendships and mm -hmm. we we have a little group that we made on our own and it's like I think it's like eight speculative writers and like two historical I feel so bad for the historical oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, probably reading, you're probably reading some of the spec stuff what on earth is this nah, this they, isn't even on like, earth <laughs> they love it they love it they wouldn't be in our group if they didn't yeah. Yeah, crit partners but, um, are awesome. They are. Yes. And I've had uh, beta readers, many, many beta readers as well. So I go I with everything. I love beta reading. Yes. I've had three professional edits too. So this it's just crazy. It's nice. been a journey. Nice. Wow. So through all of that, have you ever had to deal with writer's block? And if so, how have you dealt with it? With a hammer. <laughs> I sit and cry. No, yeah. <laughs> with a hammer. No, 
Um, you sit in the corner with a hammer and cry? Yes. <laughs> I sit in the corner <laughs> and I hit myself with the hammer until I figure it out. So you're not supposed no, to hit uh, yourself. You're supposed to hit the computer with a hammer. Oh, oh. The hammer is your muse. <laughs> it doesn't really help, but it, may, it makes it feel the, that way until you get the bill for the and computer then, repair. Yeah, I was going to say, and then you have to buy a new computer. No, thank you. I, I don't know. I, I'm just getting writer's block this summer, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't have it before, but the entire summer, I was kind of stuck on my second book. Like, I... I felt really lost and I, it made me actually question whether I wanted to be a panster for my third book or not because how lo- of how lost I was um, panstering. That's not a word, but panstering yeah. my second book. I believe the um, term is panting. Panting, there you go. I don't know if that's even a real word, but that is the one that I've heard uh, a, several other people use, so we'll go with that. Word. Yes. It's a writer yeah. word, so that works. Just like the word writerly isn't a real word. Yeah. Um, it depends on who use you it, ask. Right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, I, like I said, I, ju- I just experienced writer's block for the first time this summer, so I don't know how to deal with it. I just kind of didn't write, and then eventually I started again. I, I don't have a, a system yet. All right, changing gears a little bit. What snacks or beverages do you like to consume while writing? I drink English toffee cappuccino. That's my drink. <laughs> mm. All right. It's very good. And it's also why I've gained a lot of weight <laughs> while I'm writing because <laughs> sitting and drinking high calorie beverages are not a good mix. No. Um, need to go on yeah. a standing desk with one of the treadmills or something. Yes. Yes, I need one of those for sure. Uh, unfortunately, they're like $3,000, so no. <laughs> well, they're not. All you need is a couple of cement bricks. Oh. <laughs> Just put your desk up on blocks. That's actually smart. I might have to do that. Huh. There you go. People online do it, and yeah, it looks really tacky. They say, hey, it works just as good as the super expensive yeah. ones. Like, well, you know. Well. Yeah. I live out here in the middle of nowhere. I got cement blocks laying around. <laughs> there you go. Send yeah. some to Deanna. Yeah. Yes, I need some. No. <laughs> well, I, I think don't. the shipping would be more than the 89 cents that they cost at Menards. So, um. uh-huh. <laughs> yes. No, and I, I don't eat anything when I write because I don't know how you type and write at the same time. Or type oh, I know, yeah. Keyboards do not like crumbs. No, I don't know how people do that. I, I don't either. Okay. <laughs> um, as somebody who eats while writing, y- you learn how to deal with the crumbs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every four thumbs, turn the keyboard upside down, shake vig- vigorously. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't uh, feed your stomach when... Uh, Writing, do you feed your mind through music? And if so, what do you listen to? Yes, um, actually, I do. Um, I do listen to music. Um, when I'm writing, I can sometimes listen to music with lyrics, but when I'm editing or if I'm really, really concentrating, I definitely can't have lyrics. So, my favorite station, um, I listen to Pandora. So, the Pandora stations oh, yeah. that I listen to okay. are Lindsey Sterling. And 
the Pirates of Penzance, or not Penzance, I wrote Penzance, Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. <laughs> well, nice. different pirates. I do like Pirates of yeah. Penzance. But Completely not, different not pirates. Right. Yes. <laughs> Totally different. What about uh, the pirates who don't do anything? Well, they're even no. <laughs> not not when I'm writing. And then I also like Hans Zimmer and anything instrumental soundtracks are good. Mm-hmm. Have you checked out uh, Two Steps from Hell? They are fantastic. Is it? Um, I've heard of that from Amy Brock McNew. She's, I think she's the one that told me about it. Yep. Um, I learned about two steps from her, and yeah, fantastic. Is it instrumental, or is there work? It's instrumental, and there's occasional vocals, but they're not words. Okay, because the words can mess me up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Is that is that on Pandora? Uh, well, I've added them to one of my Pandora stations, so. Okay. Okay. And let's see. So, how did writing this book change you? It made me a more confident person, I guess. Um, it gave me, like I said, I've already sort of said this, but it gave me an identity outside of mommy and wife, and that was kind of important since I didn't um, get a chance to do a career when I was younger. I had kids really young. Um, it just it, it gave me a community. The the writers are amazing. I'm oh yeah, for sure. In awe of of these you guys and these people are. I, it's like I found the people I've been looking for my whole life. Where I didn't quite fit in anywhere. I had I had friends in all the groups, but I never really had a certain mm-hmm. thing. And now it's like, I have this thing, and I'm good at this thing, and I like this thing, and I'm enjoying it. I and know exactly people, what you mean. You know, you, you, they get me. They get my brain, how it works, and other people don't. So it's just been such a joy to be a part of the writing community. That all three of uh, I'm in agreement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's good. Ooh, it's so we go, everybody's favorite question. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we go from the profound to the absurd. <laughs> <laughs> what do your marketing practices look like? <laughs> okay, I wrote lots of flailing. Oh, you subscribe to the same marketing pool and I do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I wrote Yay. that, but yeah. I said, hoping to get someone's attention. Um, (laughs) I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to be friendly. Um, I'm trying to reach out to people on Facebook and Twitter and social media in general and just be real. Um, I don't like it when people are fake. I'm not into that. So I'm very real. And if people like me, awesome. If they don't, you know, and if they, if they do, I'm hoping that means that'll translate into sales for my book. Um, I don't know. It may or may not, and we'll see. It's um, weird. You talk to even New York Times bestsellers, and even they'll tell you with different books and stuff. It's 
you'll find in two authors that'll do exactly the same things, and mm-hmm. one of them will somehow get noticed and take mm-hmm. right off, and the other one won't. And one that gets noticed even say, "But his book is better than mine. Why aren't people reading mm-hmm. that?" And mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. a weird, weird thing. It is. It is. It is. Sure. But hey, you're on a podcast now, and your book can be announced to tens of people. All tens. <laughs> All tens. All ten of you out there. Okay, cool. Well, I think we've actually more than 2,000 downloads, but, you know, uh, 1,900 and some out of them of them were me, so, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Am I supposed to finish that question, or did I finish it? I don't um. know. You, you gave a good answer. Okay. I was just, I guess my, my Facebook author page keeps growing, so I must be doing something right. I don't know. There you go. We'll Yay. All right. And, ooh, one of my favorite questions. Which fandom or fandoms do you feel have influenced your writing the most? Okay. So I'm going to be real and honest with you and tell you that I didn't even know what a fandom was until about a year ago. What? <laughs> yeah. Gasp. I had no idea. <laughs> and and so delving into the whole writing world, I had to learn about fandoms and I was like, what is this? I don't understand it. But because I'm a YA author, you know, all the teens are really, really involved with these fandoms and adults apparently. So la, 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 I, would, I know nothing. <laughs> I guess yeah, for, as yeah. far as what influenced my particular book would have to be Divergent from um, Veronica Roth, by Veronica Roth, I should say, um, because that's that's where I got the idea. Of, well, and Hunger Games, of course, um, just reading those and going, you know, I could I could write a dystopian. I could. I could write a book that's similar to this and add God and morals to the book and and hopefully make it worth something to read. I don't know. But I love it, Divergent. It is kind of interesting me, to me that some people will make a book and will completely leave out and they'll like carve out a section like politics or religion or any of those yeah. hot button t- uh, topics like, oh, I, uh, uh, I don't even want to touch any of those with a 10-foot pole. But mm-hmm. what if you get a really good book, it will speak to you on one of those levels. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't necessarily agree with one of those viewpoints of the author, mm-hmm. you'll learn something about the world. And one of those, all of those hot-button topics like that that some people like to avoid are the, are the things that really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't want to speak to those in one way or another, you're really missing out. And to me, at least, you know, who am I? But, you know, to me, at least, those are the really the points that will really resonate with people. People, mm-hmm. As long as, you know, you don't, you know, poke the beehive with a stick by doing it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I yeah. Me too. And poking beehives is never a good idea. Oh, no. It's amazing (laughs) to me. People get on, you know, Facebook or other social media, uh, and somebody will 
say something stupid and people oh, rah, 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 get right yelling at them and you know screaming and everything and it's like um you know they're obviously just trying to agitate people yeah so just leave them alone and they'll go away <laughs> you know the internet saying don't feed the trolls yes that was another word I had to figure out. I didn't know what a troll was. Everyone kept talking about trolls, and I was like, what is this troll thing? So <laughs> all this lingo. I wasn't on Facebook before um, my authorship stuff started either, so all the okay. new technical lingo, I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't involved in any of it. <laughs> so now I know what a troll is, and they're not very nice. Yay. People. Well, unless you're from Michigan, then troll has an entirely different meaning. But, you know, Uh-oh. If, if you want to hear that, just go back to our interview with uh, Heather Titus. And, you know, we talk all about that there. So, okay. Yes. I will have to listen to that. There, there's something we'll have to do for fun sometimes make up a lingo one on one page or something. I like this plan. So, Rabbit Trail. Oh. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We're back from the rabbit trail. Um, what's something that surprised you most about being an author? I guess how much I love it, and I'm gonna go back to the whole author community thing. I didn't know that there were other people out there that thought like me and felt mm-hmm. the same things as me, and um, and that were passionate about making a difference through their writing. And I guess, uh, well, now the other thing was, oh, sorry. I guess how, how in depth and how much writing takes over your life. It really does. Yeah, I had no does, idea. Like once you get into it, it isn't, it isn't just a thing you do. It is you. It is. It becomes your 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 whole exist. Well, not your whole existence. That sounds terrible. Like <laughs> your whole existence should be about Christ and your children and your your spouse and your friends. But it becomes an identity. And it does. I had no idea how impactful it was going to be on my life. And it's just taken over. And like my husband has had to get used to that. Like. I'm this whole different person, a side that he hasn't really experienced before and he likes it. And and I'm glad because man, I don't know how people do this unless they have supportive spouses. Oh yeah. I don't know how they do it, but I'm I'm very blessed. (laughs) I don't know any author who happens to be married who doesn't have a supportive uh, spouse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't, you can't, you literally cannot. This is, this is something that you just dive into head first, and mm-hmm. it it follows you whole, but in a good way, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful yeah. thing, but it's definitely life changing. Exactly, and that leads nicely into the next question: What's one piece of writing advice that you would like to share with aspiring authors? Writing advice. Um, okay, get involved in a critique group. That is for sure. That is definitely important. It I, is. I 
yeah, I don't think I could have ever gotten this far without them. I really couldn't have. I, I would have been one of these horrible indie authors who put out her first draft and just thought it was awesome. And then not, you know, not realizing that there is so much more you can do and so much more you can learn and critique groups, just do it, you know, it's important. Did I lose you guys? Josh? No, we're still here. <laughs> okay. Um, I just, uh, my train of thought got derailed. <laughs> that happens. Yes. Happens. Uh, what would you like to accomplish next um, as far as uh, writing goes? As far as writing goes? Um, I guess just continuing to do things like this, like um, to get my name out there more. Um, so people will actually want to buy my book. I'm hoping that someone will want to. Someone out there, please. And um, no, I'm kidding. I've had people <laughs> tell me they want to. <laughs> but, you know, just getting, getting, um, gosh, it's so hard. The self-promotion stuff is so hard. Oh, yeah. Especially um, for a bunch of introverts, writers typically are. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not an introvert. I will admit that I am one of the weirdo writers. Ooh, that's actually you're one of the strange extrovert. people, huh? I am. I'm one of the ten percent that's not an introvert. Um, wow. One of the you and Gretchen are going to one of the people that I'm going to have to follow around at Realm Makers. Then I love Gretchen. <laughs> I love her. Hi, yes. Gretchen. <laughs> If she's listening, hi, I love you. She yeah, we're, we is. might even, we might room together next year at Realm Makers because we're such um, extroverts that nobody else wants to, like, talk to us, like, <laughs> as intensely as we want to talk to each other. Uh, that's what I got to do, though. See if I can find an extrovert that'll just, you know, lead me around and do all the interacting for me. Ah. Extrovert shadowing. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Sure, you can shadow me if you want. <laughs> awesome okay. so, oh and I was going to say I really would love to speak at school and maybe become a speaker um, so that would be the next step I guess authors are supposed to start speaking at places and I'm hoping I can eventually do something like that I think I'd be scared out of my mind but I think I'd love it at the same time cool yeah that is an awesome goal. Yeah. All right. And sorry, what? Oh, nothing. I was just mumbling. Okay. <laughs> Liberty, you can delete the mumbling. Yes. <laughs> She's gonna kill us. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I, so one of these days, I'm going to get like a whoopee cushion or something just <laughs> randomly set off in the, in the middle of when people were speaking. You're like, get off. I can't edit that out. He was talking. <laughs> just, just get one of those air horns and then have uh, your wife uh, do it not like right close. But... <laughs> I'm totally going to have to do that. Sorry, Liberty. 
<sighs> One more. <coughs> Let me take a drink of water, see if that helps. Ah, one more question. We got to make it through before we totally lose it. Too late. Okay. <laughs> Is there anywhere our listeners can go to learn more about you or your and or your work? Um, yes, I have a website, and it's www.dianafuget.com. That's my name spelled C-E-A-N-N-A-F-U-G-E-T-C.com. Okay. And you can. You have an author that. Facebook page as well. I do. Yes, I love my author Facebook page. In fact, I'm very active on Facebook. So that's a good place to find me. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and all the other stuff that I don't want to be on. <laughs> Excellent. But yes, Facebook is a good place to find me. I'm on there way too much. <laughs> Aren't we yes. all? Yeah, like all of us. Uh, all right, somebody uh, repost the bad. Benedict Cumberbatch you should be writing meme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only well, we need to redo that one with him dressed as Dr. Strange now. Yes, we do. I'll have to get on that. <laughs> have you guys gotten to see that yet? I have I not. I want so to. So good. Problem is, is my wife will kill me if I go see it without her. And it's like, all right, got to yeah. find somebody to watch the kids. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Yep. Sometimes you just have to wait for Redbox, right? Something. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm, just from what I've heard and seen on that so far, it's an instant buy as soon as it comes out. That's it, true. It's seriously... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to... i just agreeing. <laughs> it's, well, I haven't uh, seen it yet, so don't tell me too many spoilers. Don't tell me any spoilers. I won't. I hate spoilers. Um, it... It's one of the most visually striking movies I think I've ever seen. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. I was kind of wondering about that a bit after seeing uh, how they do the astral plane in the uh, comics and cartoons and then seeing, you know, the four seconds of that from the uh, trailer. I was kind of underwhelmed from the trailer. It's like, all right, it looks really cool, but not compared to the comics cartoons where that's the four seconds from the trailer so oh you're gonna love it that's what i've heard from everybody <laughs> it's like i want to see it so yeah. oh sorry i was just gonna say no. i'm lucky because my boys are old enough i can take them to movies like that now so it's oh, like, awesome hey. yeah my Excellent. husband's not into he's not into any of that kind of movies or stuff so what? my boys are yeah, I know it's bad. But yeah, my I kids raised, are old enough; I can take them. Yeah, so. Yeah, I raised my boys right, so they'll go <laughs> with me. <laughs> Yay, Speckies! Yay! Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Deanna. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate giving or you giving me this opportunity to be annoying and stumble over my words. I, I really thank you. For, for yeah. You'll be annoyed. Have you listened to us? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. All I heard was a bunch of coughing and laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know. Yeah, that, that's the show. Yeah. That's the show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Have a question or comment? Email us at lasersdragonskeyboards at gmail.com or send us a tweet at ldkpodcast. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1 by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. This means if you're not for profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for profit, please get our permission first. You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Have fun storming the castle!